Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Valley Sports Talk with Bryce Larson returns right now on ESPN 960. Get in on the conversation by sending in your thoughts on today's show via open mic submission on the ESPN 960 app. Gets up on top of that ball, hammers it to left field. What a swing! It's gone! What do you do with you? The MLB playoffs are back in full swing. With these ALDS, NLDS games, Houston beat Minnesota 9-1 to last night. And they now lead that series 2-1. to And uh, Baltimore bowed out after Texas. The Rangers win 7-1 to and sweep Baltimore in the ALDS. Three games to none. And the Texas Rangers might be the hottest team in baseball right now. But the question... Is the big question is will the time off before they get to the ALCS and start playing those games? Will the time off cool them off? We'll see how it affects the Texas Rangers because a lot of people are making uh, the argument that all that time off is not great for baseball. Uh, you hear it loud from Baltimore fans, you hear it loud from Los Angeles Dodger fans. So we'll see if uh, the time off cools off the hottest team in baseball in the Texas Rangers. This MLB segment brought to you by our friends at Ruby's Inn. Adventure waits at the gates of Bryce Canyon. Get 20% off your next stay at Ruby's Inn. To save 20%, visit rubiesinn.com slash 960. Once again, that's rubiesinn.com slash 960 hour two of the program also brought to you by our friends at strong vw you can win the ultimate adventure pack by going to espn 960 com and entering into that giveaway just click the big old banner that says the ultimate adventure pack and you can enter to win a two-night stay at ruby's inn a hoover one instinct electric mountain bike and a vivitar vti drone Courtesy of our friends over at Strong VW. Visit them online at strongvw.com. Let's talk some MLB postseason, MLB playoffs. As I mentioned, Houston gets the win last night, nine to one over Minnesota. Minnesota now kind of in a hole here as Houston leads that series two one, and Minnesota's going to have to uh, get a win later on tonight as they uh, face up against. Houston at 5.07 p.m. Mountain Time on FS1. 
Then you have Baltimore and Texas that happened last night. Texas, as I mentioned, swept the Orioles 3-0 with the 7-1 win. And now they'll have some time off as they wait uh, for the ALCS to come back around. We'll see if they cool off there. But then you have Atlanta at Philadelphia at 3.07 this afternoon. 3.07 p.m. Mountain Time. Aaron Nola will go on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. And just barely, this just in, the Atlanta Braves have announced their starting pitcher for this afternoon's game. It will be the man who started off the season pitching in the minor leagues and became an all-star later on in that same season. Bryce Elder will be on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Now, yes, he did have an all-star start to the season, but the back half of his season did not go great for Bryce Elder. As I mentioned, he starts off in the minor leagues, pitched his way uh, to a great start. I mean, he was a 6-1 and one out of the gates, uh, had a one of the lowest, the second lowest ERA among MLB starters at two at a two four four ERA, um, and that was through ninety six innings on the mound, and then he was named as an All Star. Right? Well, after he he didn't pitch very well. His latest outing against the Phillies uh, was at home in Atlanta, where he went three and two thirds innings, gave up three hits, four runs. Um, and two home runs against the Phillies back on September nice. 20th. That is not nice at all by Bryce Elder. Um, and you look, look, records can be deceiving. He's 12-4 and four as a starter this season. But when you look at it overall, 3-8-1 ERA um, in 2023, I don't know. Uh, it seems like... Jordan Binucci, if Bryce Elder is hot today... He gets into the third, fourth inning uh, with no, you know, with one, two, maybe three hits given up. He's play, he's pitching really well. He's not a guy that's going to strike out a lot of guys. Um, but if he's pitching well, do you think the, the Braves go with the, the new line of thinking and say, hey, look, you're pitching well, but we're going to pull you anyway. We're going to we're gonna run the bullpen. like Because like, you're not going to see Bryce Elder go seven, eight innings, in my opinion. I don't think so. No, I think it depends on the matchup. Um, if he's pitching, I, I don't. To answer your question, just straight up, I don't know. If he's pitching really well, do they want him to just face the third time of the order with no guys on base? Uh, I would lean towards they go to the bullpen, but but I don't know. I'll tell you this: if he has a guy on base and uh, like Harper's coming up, they're going to go to the lefty in the bullpen. Yeah. Well, do you think it's going to be AJ Minter again? Because that dude's thrown in each of the last two or three games. That's the thing. Is also look, it could be because you ride these guys hard yeah. in, in the playoffs, but it's a double-edged sword, man. They're not as effective if he's pitched, you know, two or three days straight. He did have the off day yesterday, so I think they would go to him again. Um, but look, it's a short series. You you do not want to be down two one, having to get a game in Philadelphia tomorrow night. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. So we'll see how Bryce Elder throws uh, for the Braves. He's going to be the starter for this afternoon's game between the Braves and the Phillies. Uh, this one head back to Philadelphia. That atmosphere in Philadelphia, that, it's going to be its going to be absolutely insane. One of the best baseball atmospheres, especially when it comes to the postseason. Yeah, man. Uh, even 
Atlanta, man, Atlanta, they exploded finally, the finally. crowd, in that last, <laughs> the last innings of that last game. But they had nothing to cheer for for about it's true. 15 innings. Yeah. And uh, then you finally, man, it was loud after that. But yeah, Philly's going to be insane. Is Atlanta starting to become that uh, kind of snobbish fan base where, hey, we're not going to cheer unless you give us something to cheer for? Well... Atlanta, we expect highly of our baseball team. The Braves, forever, their crowd was known as being notoriously quiet. There would be 50,000 people there. They just weren't very loud. Yeah. But I th- it's kind of changed, honestly, I think, with Truist Park that, and the team, obviously. They're a great team. That place was, on that double play that ended oh, the game, yeah. it was insanely <laughs> yeah. loud. Yeah, like, it was. Blew out your speakers kind of loud. Yeah. No, I, I love um, those those videos that are starting to be put out where they they take away the broadcast announcers and they say, you know, just listen to the atmosphere. And when you go back and listen to that double play that ended that ball game, there's like a few different roars. One where once the catch is made up against the wall, right? And then so people are obviously hyped about that. But then it kind of you hear a lull. And then as soon as... Austin Riley throws that ball over to first. People realize what's going on here, and boom, it just explodes. Like, they just lose their mind. I agree. Truist Ballpark, a beautiful, beautiful park. Uh, They've got the battery down there as well. People are outside of the park watching it because they put it up on the television outside in the battery. Uh, Just a beautiful place to catch a ball game and uh, one of the better stadiums. In the MLB, Philadelphia, though it's too bad. I wonder why they put this game at, at 3:07. Look, I understand uh, they're going to play again Thursday. And that's going to be a 4:07 p.m. start Mountain Time. But if you have the Los Angeles Dodgers in in that late night window, but don't wouldn't you want Atlanta and Philly to be a later uh, game because that's the best series you're going to have right now. Why? Why is this not in prime time? Am I? Uh, that's that's my question. I would think that Atlanta and Philadelphia would get more eyeballs. Yeah. Than, than, than the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, especially when it's a two zero series between the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks might just end up putting them away tonight. They're going to put them asleep to sleep, and you have uh, a two one series with Houston and Minnesota coming up at five oh seven p.m. Man, I'd switch it up. The Braves and Diamond or Braves Phils are playing before the Twins and Astros. Yes, so it goes the uh, so the, you have the Braves and Phillies at three o seven p.m. Mountain Time this afternoon. Houston and Minnesota start at five o seven, and then you have Los Angeles at Arizona at seven o seven. So it goes Braves, Phillies, Houston, Minnesota. Los Angeles, Arizona. I'll tell you this. If I had a real job, I say this all the time. <laughs> if I had a real <laughs> 9 to 5, I'd be pissed off about oh, that yeah. Braves-Phillies game starting at 3 o'clock Mountain. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? I'm I'm sitting at... That is appointment television. This is a huge game between two teams that are extremely entertaining to watch and don't like it. That is the game of the day. Yeah, well, even if you're on Eastern Time, on a Wednesday you get off at 5 p.m., the, the game starts at 5.07 Eastern Time. Yeah, I don't get that, man. You're going to be stuck in traffic for an hour, and you're going to miss the first hour of the game. Play a day game in Arizona. like Literally. I, yeah. One, one possible reason that the Astros game might be playing later is they played a day game yesterday, so they may want to give them more time, but that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I could see that as well.
Yeah, let's uh, let's hear uh, that highlight we were talking about. So that you are going to hear, without any broadcasters, this is going to be what Truist Park sounded like. Uh, just the fans, the atmosphere. You will during... have some broadcasters. There, there is some broadcasters. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have just the okay. uh, crowd feed. My bad. All right, no worries, no worries. But just listen to the atmosphere uh, with this double play that ended. Uh, game two of the series between Atlanta and Philadelphia. Listen to what it sounded like in Truist Park. To center field. He deals a 2-2. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps. And he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw gets away. The throw goes. It's over. Ball game over. Braves win. I've never seen a play like that. All right, there you go. The the call from uh, the TV side as well. It, it sounded like some radio in there as well. There was that initial call, a great call by Brian Anderson. Yeah. Oh, man. I got goosebumps listening to that, and I don't even like the bridge. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, great atmosphere. Going to be another great atmosphere in Philadelphia. Um, I really hope that we get a night game in Philadelphia, but uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen because you got a 307 start and then a 407 tomorrow as well um if the diamondbacks sweep the dodgers if that series ends tonight you could very well have a night game tomorrow they may move that yeah i yeah in fact you almost certainly would i would think. that would probably move to a 707 start i would assume yeah that's a good point right there so let, let's root let's all collectively uh whoever you pray to whatever kind of karma you you want to conjure up here uh, let's hope and pray that Arizona just sweeps the Di- the Dodgers because nobody likes the Dodgers. Uh, and then also, that way we can get a Philadelphia-Atlanta matchup under the lights in Philadelphia. Especially if, uh, you know, if, if like the Braves win, then you have Philadelphia fans like way more on edge. Like, we have to win this game in Philadelphia, right? It's like a, it's a must win at that point to send it back to Atlanta and get a game five. That would be that'd be awesome. That's that's what we want right here in this series. Yeah. Either way, those fans are gonna be bloodthirsty. Oh yeah. They're they're animals. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Philadelphia is a wild, wild place. All right, we'll take a break here on the program. Uh coming up next, we'll get into some college football talk. BYU on the road at TCU for a one thirty mountain uh one thirty PM mountain time kickoff on ESPN. Utah host Cal here, 1 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff in Utah State, a Friday night game at Maverick Stadium up in Logan. Uh, talk a little bit about that matchup with Fresno State as well. All that and more coming up next right here on Valley Sports Talk on ESPN. It's time for a college football segment on Valley Sports Talk with Bryce Larson. For the latest college football news, keep it locked to 960 AM and online at ESPN960sports.com. Hey, there's some college football on later tonight, and there has been all week long. That's all part of uh, the 50, was it 50 straight days of football. You're going to have continuous football almost every single night of the week from now through Thanksgiving. And uh, it's not high level on a Tuesday, Wednesday, even Thursday night football for college football. But hey, if you are a college football junkie, this is what you tuned into last night. I caught a little bit of it because I am a college football junkie. All right. Louisiana Tech at Middle Tennessee. 
Middle Tennessee State won 31 to 23. Liberty at Jacksonville State. Look, I wanted to see how Liberty is. Liberty, just the sixth, yes, the sixth FBS team to reach bowl eligibility in week seven. Six and oh, the Liberty Flames. All right. They won 31 to 13. And Coastal Carolina at Appalachian State. Coastal Carolina won 27 to 24. And that was quite a wild game. Appalachian State had the ball driving with about four minutes to go in that game. Uh, they threw a complete pass for about 20 yards. Kid fumbled it. Coastal Carolina jumps on it and they push it down the other side to go for the win in the game winning field goal. They win 27 24. That's the kind of crazy football that you get when you tune in on a Tuesday night. Baseball was was such a dud last night with the uh, blowouts that I actually did tune in to the last uh, <laughs> last go. drive of that Coastal Carolina game. There you go. Grayson McCall, uh, 373 yards, uh, the quarterback there for Coastal Carolina. Later on tonight, once again, I'll remind you, not great matchups, but you do have some Conference USA play. UTEP at Florida International, 5.30 p.m. Mount, uh, mountain Time on ESPN2. And then Sam Houston at New Mexico State. Two former Western Athletic Conference teams, now in Conference USA, going at it 7 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Hey, Wednesday Night Football, what more could you ask for? Um, At least you're not watching West Virginia at Houston that's going to kick off Thursday night. That's that's all I'm going to say. I don't care. (laughs) So, uh, we'll get into some college football from here around the state of Utah. We'll start in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, where BYU will be on the road at TCU, a former Mountain West Conference foe. Uh, Currently, TCU a six-point favorite over BYU. The over-under 52.5 there for the game that's going to take place at Ammon G. Carter Stadium. Talked a little bit about it earlier, but TCU has won the last four meetings uh, between these two teams, and they've pretty much all been in blowout fashion. Had a couple of 38 to 7, 34 to 4 games, crazy like crazy games like that, 34 to 3 games. The matchup predictor for ESPN says TCU has a 72% chance of winning this football game. I'm not a big uh fan of the matchup predictor. I think it uh I think it's a little off most of the time. The biggest point uh that I want to make here is number one who's going to be back from injury for BYU who's actually going to step on the field and play Saturday at 1 30 p.m. that's going to be one of your biggest factors heading into this weekend is who BYU has available to them who is going to step on the field for the Cougars the other thing is this thing's going to be an offensive battle in my opinion can BYU win if it is a shootout how good is TCU's defense can BYU get a stop when it's needed the most? I think you can rely on BYU's defense to get a stop when you need it. But can you rely on BYU's offense to put the ball in the end zone when you no. really need it? I'm not sure that you can. When you look at it, TCU's quite the offensive team. They average about 280 yards per game uh, through the air, as well as 192 on the ground. On the other side, BYU just averaging 62 yards on the ground. That's, that's where... Uh, this team's got to pick it up. But even in passing, uh, 255 yards passing per game for BYU. Overall, TCU averages 472 yards per game of offense. 
So like they are an offensive-minded team, Sunday Dykes, an offensive-minded coach. They have athletic wide receivers, length, and speed, which is what Oregon killed BYU with last year. And BYU has always struggled with teams who have speed and length on the outside. They can't keep up with them, and it could get ugly, all right? BYU gets behind by two or more scores. I'm not sure that they can fight back only being able to run the ball for 62 yards a game as well. Now, the one thing I will say is on the defensive side, TCU's defense gives up 241 yards passing per game. So BYU might be able to get it done through the air as well. I think this is going to be a bit of an offensive showdown. I'm just not sure that BYU could keep up, Jordan. I'm not 100% sure that BYU is going to be able to go on the road and keep up with TCU. Now the question is, in each of their last two games, which they lost to West Virginia and I and Iowa State, uh, TCU only scored 14 points and 21 points in those two games. So the key here is going to be, can you hold TCU's high-powered offense to at least 21 points to get the win? How good is TCU's off? That's what I don't know. Because they, I mean, they haven't played... I. The, it's just the Big 12. I have no idea how to assess these teams anymore. <laughs> it's true. In the games that they've played, where they got the win, win over SMU at home, they've scored 30, uh, 34 points, won that 34-17. to 17. Against Houston, they won 36-13. to 13. Uh, Nickel State, they put up 41 points. And then against Colorado, who we know doesn't have a great defense, they put up 42 points. This, it's going to be a good game. I really do think it's going to come down. I don't think it's going to be a two or three touchdown win by TCU. But then again, I've been wrong about pretty much everything this year. <laughs> Look, I think BYU has an opportunity to do it here. They just have to hold TCU to at least 21 points, just like West Virginia did, just like Iowa State did. They held him to 14 points. So if, if you could keep him 21, 24 uh, right right in there, anywhere from 14 to 24, you have an opportunity to score 27 points against this TCU defense, just like Iowa State did, because Iowa State's not great on both the defensive and offensive side. They're not great. They're not terrible. They're still a P5 school. I think you do have a, a shot to win this, um, as long as you can hold that TCU offense. And the one thing that, I, that I've continued to say, speed and athleticism on the outside is really BYU's weakness. That's what they've struggled with. You saw Oregon last year. Yeah, since the beginning of time, yeah. they've struggled with, with that. There's a lot of guys you would say on BYU's roster that have sneaky athleticism. You know what that means, right? It means they're white and they can uh, run? <laughs> that means they're talented football players, but uh, they're not 4-3, 4-2 fast dudes on the outside. Yeah. Now, what I will say, Eddie Heckard, uh, Camden Garrett, those are dogs on the outside. At the safety position where you're down to your fourth, third or fourth string strong safety, <laughs> you're, you're going to have some issues there on the back end, right? So that's where your question is, right? BYU And BYU has to clean it up because in their wins this year, especially against Cincinnati, boy, they caught some breaks from the Bearcats. Yep. And so I think if you clean it up, they're right in this game, can win it. If not, you're relying on TCU to kind of uh, give you a chance, give, give a couple possessions away. I would agree. So BYU and TCU kick it off 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN uh, over there in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, on the road for BYU. Looking at uh, some of the other games in the Big 12, I I mentioned West Virginia at Houston. 
Thursday night should be a uh, blowout for in the favor of West Virginia, and uh, they could be seven and one heading into that matchup with BYU. Um, they, they could end up being eight and one if they beat BYU heading into Norman, Oklahoma for a big matchup with the Sooners as well. The only other undefeated team in the Big Twelve Conference in conference play. Dude, would you rather see West Virginia play Oklahoma in the championship game, or do you want a rematch between Texas? And I want a rematch. I do too. Yeah, yeah. No one other than West Virginia fans really want to see that. <laughs> right. The other games for you here, real quick, from the Big Twelve: Iowa State takes on Cincinnati, 10 a.m. on FS1. Kansas is at Oklahoma State, 1:30 p.m. on FS1, and then you have Kansas State at Texas Tech at 5 p.m. Mountain Time on FS1 as well. All right, getting on over to Utah as they host California at home, 1 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff from Rice-Eccles Stadium. Jordan Benucci, you were up at uh, Utah practice just yesterday. You you did the uh, Utah two-step here with some UVU basketball practice. He also went and talked with Kyle Whittingham at Utah practice yesterday. Uh, something interesting we talked a little bit about before uh, we got on air here. You asked Kyle Whittingham about, you know, conferences going forward, making coaches disclose injuries, their quarterback situation. Tell us what you what you learned from Kyle Whittingham. Well, what happened was, he said, Josh Furlong asked him if you have your quarterback situation all ready to go this week. You know who it's going to be. You know who the backup is. And he said, he said, yep. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. Yep, game plan sucks. Yeah, that's right. and uh, he said that. Uh, there's no advantage for him to relay that. So, yeah, you're right. I just asked him, I was like, do you think going forward, conferences are going to make you disclose that information like they do, say, in the NFL? And, uh, yeah, he gave a good answer. He, sa- he said, yeah, and he explained why um, he doesn't give that info. But he said, he gave me a very specific answer. He says, yeah, I think they will. One to three years, they're going to make us start doing that. And I was like, wow, all right. That's uh, right on. That's that's a that's an answer. Yeah, he likes to look into that crystal ball and predict that one day Utah will be playing UCLA once again in a conference. Uh, <laughs> he knows when the game plan sucks because they ended up uh, losing that game as well. Well, actually, that was before the UCLA game. No, wasn't he it? he was wrong about that game plan sucking. The True. UCLA game plan was pretty good, actually. Yeah, well. That was a terrible game altogether. <laughs> it wasn't a fun game to watch. It was, it was a terrible game, but I guess the game plan didn't suck. Um, that's kind of been the, the number one question and number one talking point around this Utah football team was disclosing injuries. Look, I understand fans, media, they don't have to be told everything. They don't need to know the specifics. They don't need to know at all. But you do have an argument there that with name, image, and likeness, uh, with people donating a lot of money to that program to see Cam Rising play, I think there might be a little financial obligation to disclose a little bit more about some injuries if uh, guys are going to get paid a lot of money to quote-unquote play. It's not it's not pay for play, but really, when you look at it, people are donating to play for play. Yeah, it's just more fan-friendly. And look, I get it. I'm not. If I'm Kyle Whittingham, why would I announce that? and give away any I don't know how much of an advantage it actually gives you yeah, but if it gives you anything at all like he said he didn't say it gives me a competitive advantage he kept saying disclosing that doesn't doesn't give me a competitive like yeah. you know what's the benefit to us for disclosing that and that's why you need conferences to step in and be like okay here are the rules you have to do this, this, and this. If, if one team does it, the others have to. Exactly. Yeah. What's interesting is LSU decided on their own this year that they're going to do it. So they're they're disclosing 
injuries and things like this just on their own. I thought that was fascinating that they just decided to do that by themselves. Yeah, maybe that's why they lost to Florida State. (laughs) (laughs) No, so going forward, we'll see what happens with conferences. You saw Fox Sports get really upset with Utah last season after Cam Rising couldn't go against Washington State. And uh, after the game, Kyle Whittingham said, I didn't even know that Cam Rising wasn't going to go. He's out there warming up. And I didn't even know until we decided, hey, right at the last minute, he can't play. Yeah, that's a different situation. Yeah, because it is. What you do in that, the broadcasters, for those who don't know, have a production meeting with the coaches like a day or two before the game. If you think that your starting quarterback may not go, just there's a chance, you tell them that. They're not going to tell anybody. Right. They're not breaking news. That just lets them do some research, gives them a heads up. So that when, if that does happen, they've done some research on the backup quarterback and they can incorporate that into the broadcast, which makes it be- a better product for everyone. So that's that's different. That was not cool by Utah. <laughs> that's uh, So just some turmoil surrounding starting quarterbacks, injuries with Utah this week. We'll see if it affects Utah. They're, what, 14-point favorites at this point over Cal at home. Should be able to take care of business. One thing that Kyle Whittingham mentioned to you, though, Jordan, was that Utah needs to push the football downfield. I think that's something that all of us know, and uh, it's just not happening. No, and he the, he responded, that was a question about how they can get the run game going, and he said we got to throw the ball downfield so they don't, can't pack the box. Yeah. And, well, to do that, you got to call plays that involve throwing the well, football look, downfield. Well, look, if you don't trust a quarterback to throw the football downfield, that's, that's a whole different situation. If I'm an opposing team, 100%, I'm making Nate Johnson beat me with his arm. I'm not letting Utah run on me for 300 yards, even 100 yards. Exactly. I'm packing the box. You make that man throw the football downfield and show that he could beat me as a team. That's what Oregon State did. It works. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know why you – there's no reason not to not to do that. Make him show you you, you can beat him. Absolutely. All right, one last thing for you. Utah State takes on Fresno State Friday night up in Logan at Maverick Stadium. Uh Fresno State comes in as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. What happened to the last five-and-a-half-point favorite that came into Maverick Stadium? Well, Colorado State lost 44-24 to against Utah State up there in Logan. Uh, so they're coming off that win. Fresno coming off a loss in Laramie to Wyoming, 24-19. to But they're still right up there on the top of uh, the Mountain West Conference standings right behind Wyoming. And Air Force as well. By the way, rank Air Force, you AP voter cowards. Okay, I'm going to throw that one out there. 5-0 and Air Force, and they will, in my opinion, become bowl eligible coming up this weekend after they play their game. So rank Air Force, you AP voter cowards. And Navy and Army, you are also cowards as well for not... They are conspiring against the Air Force Academy. They don't want them in the same conference as them. As a general rule, I wouldn't call the Army and Navy cowards. <laughs> so just, you, know. you know what? The Division Three Coast Guard football team is a more respectable football team than Navy and Army. Okay? I respect. I'm not throwing shade at armed forces on this program. Are you against the troops? What's your problem, I... <laughs> man? I'm throwing shade at their football programs, all right? Navy had one bad down season. They, they want to fire Ken Niamatololo, who's now coaching at UCLA. Okay, that's a good idea. That's a good idea, Navy. 
the winningest head coach in Navy history. Now they're conspiring against the uh, Air Force Academy to leave them out of a conference that the two are trying to get into together. Hey, you know what? Bryce doesn't support the troops. Give us a call. What do you think? 844-442-0960. <laughs> that that's quite the spin on the on the story here, Jordan. <laughs> Bryce hates hates our military. 844 <laughs> Yeah, that's quite the spin there. I love our military. I love Air Force <laughs> Academy specifically. Rank Air Force. I'm all for the Air Force Falcons. I hope they win the Mountain West Conference. I hope they go to a New York uh, New Year's Six Bowl this season. That's how much I love the Air Force Academy. If you the go Air, undefeated, man, I tell you what. Like in all seriousness, those kids from Air Force, it's impressive, and Army and Navy as well. Yeah, it's impressive what yeah. they do. Like, what Keenan Reynolds was able to do and be in the discussion for Heisman. You don't understand what their schedules are actually like and how they. It's just amazing. Yeah. So shout out! I'm cheering for Air Force the rest of the way, man. They're putting up 40 points a game. 40 points a game running the triple option? Are you kidding me? I love it. We'll take a break. Utah State in action on Friday night, 6 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff for Baverick Stadium. We'll wrap up the show on the flip side. Go Air Force, beat Navy, beat Army, win the Commander Chief Trophy, get in a New York New Year's Six Bowl, rank Air Force. We'll be back on Valley Sports Talk on ESPN 960. Valley Sports Talk with Bryce Larson returns right now on ESPN 960. Get in on the conversation by sending in your thoughts on today's show via open mic submission on the ESPN 960 app. Wrapping up the show here on a Wednesday morning. Appreciate you tuning in to Valley Sports Talk on ESPN 960, whether it's on the 960 AM dial or the ESPN 960 app. You can take us anywhere with that ESPN 960 mobile application, and then you can stream us as long as you have an internet connection as well. So make sure you download the ESPN 960 mobile app and uh, listen to us everywhere you go. The other thing you can do, send in an open mic submission via that ESPN 960 mobile app as well. If you want to talk some UVU men's basketball, if you want to talk NBA, NFL, MLB uh, playoffs, Anything you want to talk about, you can send in an open mic submission via that ESPN 960 mobile app and that open mic feature, and we'll play it here live on the air. We'll answer your questions. We'll also get into uh, lively, heated discussions as to which is the best um, uh, military academy in the United States when it comes to football as well and why it's the, uh, the Air Force Academy. Well, I want to talk about some NBA as we wrap up the show here. By the way, Friday night, I want to remind you once again, with basketball season right around the corner, there's an official kickoff to the UVU men's basketball season, and that's going to be Midnight Madness this upcoming Friday. The men's and women's basketball teams will be there in attendance. It's going to be a party at Wolverine Crossing this Friday night. starts at 9 p.m. They're going to be doing a limited edition jersey giveaway. They're also going to give away over $1,000 in prizes at midnight with a balloon drop. So you won't want to miss it. You do have to get a ticket, but the ticket is free. It just marks your spot, saves your spot so you can get in. So head on over to the Den social media. They have a link there that you can reserve your spot, grab a ticket for absolutely no cost to you. And then you'll be able to get in over at Wolverine Crossing. Uh, the men's and women's basketball teams will be there. I'm sure a lot of other athletes from around campus and a lot of students are going to be there. It's, it's pretty much just a party. They're going to throw a party to get you hyped up for 
this upcoming season as well. That's right. You're going to hear a lot of that. A lot of R2-D2 going on over there. And my man uh, from South Carolina that found that F-35 jet in his backyard screaming through the air will probably be in attendance, I would assume, on Friday night. That guy has to be making public appearances, doesn't he? Oh, he has to, yeah. In fact, we're going to ask him to, to complete some voice work for us here on the show. We can get that a little higher definition. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention. Dylan Brooks. Dylan the villain is uh, is what ESPN is calling him. Not me, but uh, ESPN proper, the, the mothership, calling him Dylan the villain. There's a reason why every time this dude touches the ball when he's in Utah, he gets booed. Because over the last couple of years... Uh, Utah Jazz fans have just had so many run-ins with Dylan Brooks, whether it was the playoff series, uh, everything that's gone on with Dylan Brooks in his NBA career. Well, just the other night, last night, Dylan Brooks was ejected less than five minutes into his first game with the Houston Rockets on Tuesday night for a flagrant two foul to the groin of Indiana uh, Pacers center Daniel uh, Tyus. Look, Dylan's got an issue, man. I think this is like the second time he's done this, by the way, in the NBA and, if, and been ejected for it. Oh, if not more. Yeah. <laughs> not five, nice. Five minutes in, Dylan in a Brooks. preseason game. <laughs> Less than five minutes in. Look, in his defense, Brooks said he didn't mean to strike him. Chalk the uh, ejection up to his reputation. So, in his defense, he didn't mean to strike him. He, he tried to say, look, because of what's happened in the past, they ejected me because it's not my first time doing this. That's what Dylan Brooks had to say about it. This is uh, specifically what he said. He said, I tried to navigate the the screen that was coming towards me. I might have tapped him below the waist, but he got back yeah. up. I don't know. It's weird that every time it happens to me, I get picked on. I guess it's just part of my reputation. That was the quote that Dylan Brooks had after the game. After he got ejected less than five minutes into the game. Listen, fellas, I got a reputation. Did I hit the guy in the in the balls? Yeah, I did. But He that, got back up. But but he's fine. He's fine. I was trying to navigate the screen, you guys. Come on. Um, yeah. Dylan Brooks going all out playing hard defense during preseason, trying to get under that screen, baby. Uh, he makes Draymond Green like super likable. That's that's what's so amazing about Dylan Brooks. <laughs> oh man, we just got to get a one NBA team that's like the the old bad boy Pistons team where you you just put a bunch of guys on that team that just beat the hell out of the other team. Yeah, just Draymond Green. Give me Dylan Brooks. Who else? Who else is the, the, the bring Bill Ambeer back? He'll he'll play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, who else is known as a dirty player? I mean, people don't like Chris Paul. Put Chris Paul on that team. Yeah, you could put Chris Paul there. I don't. I don't really know who else. Like guys that just foul hard. I, there's not a lot of guys left in in the NBA like that. Grayson Allen could come off the bench. Grayson for that Allen, team. yeah. Grayson yeah. Allen, you got a guy that likes to trip people. So there you go, Dylan Brooks uh, from just the other night. Expect that probably to continue on. Uh, with Dylan Brooks the rest of the season. The Utah Jazz playing some preseason at the moment. Uh, had a couple games against L.A. Um, you've got Portland coming up on the 14th. Uh, you've got a 
game against the New Zealand team. And then uh, October 19th, they have Sacramento. The regular season for the Utah Jazz, right around the corner as well, they start with Sacramento on Wednesday, October 25th. That's the start of your regular season for the Utah Jazz. What's the expectation for this Utah Jazz team? Are we still not anywhere where we can expect uh, something, a playoff appearance from this Utah Jazz team? No, I think we should have a Jazz insider on to give us some good knowledge. But uh, no, my expectation is really competing for that that play-in game. That's my expectation. You should, I think the Jazz should be right there. If they don't, I, but, but again, we should have uh, Andy Larson or somebody on and uh, really get the goods because I'm just throwing that off what uh, what I think. I'm not, uh, I haven't been following Jazz preseason super close. Yeah, I wonder how much the John Collins trade and acquisition will help out the Utah Jazz this upcoming season. Uh, Got to wonder how, you know, even like halfway through the season, could they, could they potentially deal Jordan Clarkson as well? I think you are going to see a trade come in. They're not obviously done yet. Curious to see if any rookies are going to step on the court for the Jazz. It's not a, um, it's not often you see rookies step on the court for NBA teams just because it's so hard to get onto the court in the NBA. So we'll see what happens coming up. We'll get you a Jazz Insider here on the program to give you the lowdown on the upcoming and pending Jazz season and what to expect for the Utah Jazz. Look, last year we were told our expectations should be in the gutter. And then they started off like 7-3 and three, and then actually played really well throughout the full season. The Jazz and Utah Valley Baseball have the same problem. They overachieved, <laughs> and now the expectations are higher than <laughs> they would like to be. That is very true. Eddie Smith and the squad. High expectations. Look, I'm, I'm expecting nothing less than an NCAA regional berth. <laughs> that's that's what it is, Eddie. Omaha or bust. You know what's so funny? You know what's great about Eddie? Eddie would be like, absolutely. And he'd be dead yeah, serious. Yeah, Eddie, he's Ed, just that kind of guy. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, I do too. I'm right there with you. I'm going to tell that to him, uh, to his face when we have him on. Uh, maybe maybe not the next time, but maybe for his media day, baseball media day, when we have him on, I'll tell them. I'll let him know. You're just going to rip them after they lose two out of three in, in, <laughs> to start in, in February. <laughs> Hey, if they drop a game to Northwest Nazarene, yeah, I'll, I'll be ripping them. I'll tell you that much. All right, Jordan Binucci, spooky season. Uh, I know for a fact you've watched a spooky movie over the past couple of days. Give it to me. So, uh, yes, I have. I watched, uh, I, I'd seen it uh, already, but I watched again The Visit. Have you ever seen The Visit? I've not. Two kids go visit their grandparents whom they've never met. Yeah. Uh. And it uh, it doesn't go well. Uh, I can't give much away. There's so many. It's mostly a twist. But yeah, just a creepy kind of movie. Not bad at all. Um, I was about to go see Saw number 10 because, <laughs> hear me out, I uh, looked at the reviews. It got great reviews. I've never seen a Saw movie. There's not my thing. It's good to start with the 10th one. Uh, yeah, yeah like, uh, but yeah, because I'm going to miss a lot one through nine. <laughs> that, that plot's going to have me. I'm going to be so confused. Uh I was going to see it. I was checking times, reading the reviews, and then I just like watched the trailer. I was like, oh, "I'll watch the trailer." Just says, you know. I was like, "Nope, not for me." And <laughs> some guy dr- literally drilling into his own skull. Yeah. I was like, yeah, "I'm good. I'm all right." <laughs> Those Saw movies, dude. Uh, yeah, whoever like the makers of the Saw movies are just sick son of a gun. Yeah, made the- <laughs> sick people, man. You bear traps. Yeah, what the hell? People sawing limbs off just to get out yeah, that is not a movie anybody should ever watch yeah and i like slasher like i don't mind some violence but good lord uh <laughs> i uh i can't wait i'm getting into uh an older one hopefully tonight or tomorrow uh 
It's about a carnival where a few teenagers go into a house of mirrors and they don't come out. Oh. At least that's my, that's what I'm assuming. I hope they don't come out or it's going to be a super boring movie. Um, but other than that, man, I'm getting ready to host tomorrow with uh, our good friend Ronald Weaver III. That's right. I'll be out the rest of the week. So I'll be back here on Monday morning to give you the recap from the weekend that was. But uh, stay tuned for Valley Sports Talk the rest of the week with Jordan Bianucci, Ron Weaver III, and Martin Kelly as well right here on ESPN 960.